Boars Live in the Wilson studio. I'm your host, Alex DeBoer. Along with me, as always, Nick Wilson's here. We're ready to kick it up and kick it out. We got some guys coming on from all over the country right now. They're doing a little thing we like to call a competition. It's more of a challenge than it is anything. We're excited to hear all about it. So stay tuned, pull up a chair, and sit a while. Nicholas, we've been busy this week, son. I think this is number four for the week, and it's been a lot of fun to kick them up and kick them out. We've been uh, challenging ourselves to do more and more content in ways that uh, I guess it brings more attention to the light of uh, everything that we're doing, and gosh, what a fun time it's been. If they were more live, people would really understand how much grinding we're doing right now, but they're not live, so they'll just have to see it drop out there in the in the world <laughs> yeah and it's been it's been a fun week we've went all the way back to turkey season for a little bit and talked to mr dave owens and we talked to tanner burns you know and and i'll be honest with you i hate turkey hunting as much as anybody does but i'm starting to love it again i've got to put that, to bed. Put that to bed man you you really enjoyed that you enjoyed that last one with tanner i did it tanner was tanner brought the thunder yep brought it in a different way than i'd ever seen brought before as far as turkey hunting guy killed youngest youngest ever to kill 49 birds complete the united states grand slam so congratulations to him if you hadn't heard that episode make sure you may, go back and check it out i may be wrong by saying this but i'd say we'd probably be having an adult bedroom uh, adult beverage with that gentleman in nashville yes yes i hope so at the nwtf that's gonna be a lot of fun for us to get to but hey anyway i ain't gonna waste no time getting right into this one i want to welcome to the show mr ben and james from the bow hunting league guys welcome to talk about it outdoors and we're excited to have you here thanks for having us Looking forward to it, guys. So, I guess when we walked up on these boys at a booth, I, I saw them in, in Alabama. You and I went over to the uh, expo. We walked up there, and I was like, hey, there's those bow league guys. I, you know, I saw them, and they were, they were doing a great job on all the other podcasts they did. And I was like, I wonder if they'll talk to us. You know, you, you never know when you're approaching mm-hmm. someone. And I believe we could have stood there and talked to Ben for an hour or two the way it kicked off. I mean, it was a great conversation, and Ben's inviting as anyone we've probably spoke to in the whole complex that day. He was great to speak with, and it was a lot of fun. So, Ben, thank you very much for being that way and uh, taking the time to talk to us while we were there. Yeah, man. We, um, you know, you guys were definitely some of the guys that stuck out, and <clears throat> as me and you discussed, Good thing we had people there with us to break us apart because we would have been there all day. That's right, and we got we got on the phone the other day and chatted for a while. So <laughs> yeah, like forty five minutes. Yep, and about I, nothing. <laughs> and I think that's the fun thing about it, especially with the podcast side of it. And I'm sure as long as you guys have been doing this, y'all have ran into some amazing characters. Probably went and shared a camp with some guys that would be you know friends for the rest of your life. And I know we've developed those relationships as well. And that's been the cool thing about this whole social media platform, whether it's podcasting, Facebooks, Instagrams, whatever it may be. You meet some cool people, and it's fun to talk to. Yeah. That's what I told Alex when we walked away, Ben. I said, man, those, those guys right there, that's our kind of people. And that's what we were looking for when we went to that show. We, right. we went over there with a blind eye, man. We didn't know what we were getting ourselves into. The first few guys we ran into standing in line, I was like, man, if it's going to go like this the rest of the day, I'm out of here. And, you know, just the ego guys and yeah, and I don't know, they may hear this and not like it. But uh, <laughs> once we seen you guys, man, we knew we were in the right place. We did, and and you know you brought an you brought a different vibe than what a lot of people that are doing things. How old are you, Ben? 
I'm 37. So you're this, you're right about the same age as us, and we've had this conversation with a lot of people that have came on the show that our generation is is totally different than the people that have came before us or the people that are coming after us. There's this whole jealousy kind of vibe where you don't want to help each other out because you're afraid they're going to one-up you or whatever. And I think now, especially with our age demographic from the 30 to 40-year-old guys, we're building a platform together where we can stand on it at the same time. And if one guy's doing better, he's not running off. He's reaching down and helping his partners that, you know, helped him build it along the way. And that's the fun thing for us to speak with guys like y'all and be able to do these things. It's just been a, a whole different – it's been a whole different mindset for us. Yeah, and you and just like what you said, you know, we're going to talk about the group and stuff. But, um, yeah, I got everything going. I do – uh, the lion's share of a lot of tasks. Um, but yeah, we're any success we have, it's directly connected to the group. And I drag everybody along with me, whether they want to, to or not, <laughs> you know, like they're, they're here and James is like one of the guys that is a good example of that. So when you started the bow hunting league, uh, let me Let's rewind for yeah. a second. Let me rewind for first. a second. So what is the bow hunting league? And where can anyone find it? So you can kind of give an overview of that. So the most important portion from an outsider looking in is the deer contest, okay? The deer contest we have is a three-man contest. It's 100% free. You sign up at bowhuntingleague.com, and we we just approached – we just crossed $58,000 in prizes. Nice. If you turn this episode off right now, you've got enough information to participate and get in with us and kind of make your own ideal about it. Um, but the main thing, remember, it's free. We're never, ever going to ask you guys for any money because I don't see any reason to charge anybody to go bow hunting. Right. And, and you know, you bring two guys with you or you can find, uh, find two in the group. Um, <clears throat> but that's the main thing that we're doing right now is the, is the deer contest. Now, what was the first thing that, you know, when you came up with the bow hunting league, what was the first thought that went into it? Was it just a, you know, a friendly kind of jab at your buddy want to have a contest or was it something that, you know, you wanted to see expound and be what it is today? So most of the things we do with uh, deer hunting and in, in my opinion, most, most mobile bow hunters, mo- things we do are in out of necessity, right? So we, uh, we were involved in some other deer hunting contests. There are several free ones. And you throw your name in the hat. They randomize you, put, put you on a team. And I absolutely love those competitions. Right. But the only problem that we had with them is 50% of your team would quit bow hunting once gun season started and they never picked the bow back up again. Yeah. And you know, they're filling their buck tags with guns and stuff. And there's nothing wrong with that. We support all forms of hunting. But the thing is, it just always had me kind of jaded. You know, I'm, I'm out here grinding it. And there's three or four other guys in the, in the, on the team that are just busting their tails to get, you know, to get it done, you know, the whole thing. And, and, uh, I just saw I didn't like it. And so that we said, you know what, we should start our own contest where we can build our own dang teams and, I bet we could be competitive. Right. And, and that's where it all started. And the first three years were really, really small. Um, I was doing a lot of, you know, taking 
guys by their hand, bringing them over to the contest, and the, everything's evolved over time. And uh, we can talk about some of that stuff too. But the main thing is don't miss the sign up. The sign ups close eight thirty one. The teams are locked in at that point, so best thing to do is just sign up and then you can figure everything out. That's what I try to tell everybody because there's a lot of stuff going on, as James can tell you. Yeah, so, uh, you know, in the beginning, was it was it kind of a uh, group of buddies that were competing mm-hmm. against each other mostly and then you kind of evolved yeah. and, and it, you know, made it bigger than what it is? I, it's crazy to get into those groups and you see how many people are actually involved in it. I mean, are you mm-hmm. over 400 teams yet for this year? So we're really close. I'd say we're probably right around 350. Um, our my scoreboard guy is on vacation this week, so okay. uh, so I'm watching the emails come in, and I'm thinking man, he's going to have a lot of work. But he's doing Dan's doing a really good job with it. Dan Hanath is doing a really good job with it. Well, and while we're on that subject, when and I want to bounce back to some of the backstory stuff as we discussed before we got on, but. Take me into the the contest itself. While we're here, let's let's talk about it. So a guy signs up. There's a three man team. He's in before eight thirty one. What is his goal in the contest? Is it to hunt his home state, or is it to go out of state, or is does it not matter where he's hunting at as long as he's hunting with a bow? You know, all those questions are kind of in my mind about it. Yeah, we don't care how you bow hunt as long as you're hunting fair chase deer. Uh, we don't care if you hunting your own state or if you're traveling around hunting with buddies and stuff it's basically a free 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 effort free market because i mean i don't know how you guys are but you know i i have a handful of states that i know i'm hitting each year but if i punch that tags in all those states quickly the next thing i'm doing i'm buying a tag and going hunting with a bow hunting league guy somewhere yep and and one of the guys on here with us uh james mester I, how did i do on that jane on your name Horrible. <laughs> Meisner, we've only been we've been over this for three years now. But sorry. <laughs> I always I always screw his name up, but I mean that's the thing. We you know I'm bouncing and going so like yeah you can hunt you hunt just however you hunt, you know already you know like you don't change any of that stuff. Um, yeah, just you just get in there and uh, so as far as goals, everybody's got different goals, um, but we have different prizes to you know, fit other, you know, other different goals basically. So right. just kind of give you an idea. And, you know, some of these goals may be in relation to our prizes, but so we have prizes for the biggest buck per state, every single state in the United States, including Canada and Mexico, the countries of Canada and Mexico will have prize packages for those states. Okay. Um, we have, and some of those prizes are, are shoulder mounts from taxidermists. Some of them are gift cards from pro shops. Uh, we have three sponsors that have sponsored every state. <laughs> so wow. I'm actually full. We have four that have sponsored every state. So you're going to get something of value, you know, if you kill the big buck, no matter where it is. We have weekly big buck prizes. So if you hunt early and late, if you kill your buck early and late, there's a really good chance you're going to win that. If you smash a giant middle of the year, you know, middle of the rut, there's a chance you're going to win the weekly big buck prizes. And the, all these prizes are made possible by our sponsors. Okay. Right. They're all donated. And what's cool about it is most of our sponsors are small businesses. That's awesome. Like I think 95%, we've got like 80 sponsors and 
and that's where I, that 58,000 in prizes comes from. Um, and we also, just for, just for participating, just for entering your deer, you know, Hey, you shoot a, a nice 120 inch deer, you know, that's probably not going to win anything. You know, if, if you're in, you know, depends on what week you're in, but like, it's probably not going to win the weekly big buck. But the thing is you get tossed into a monthly drawing and these prize packages for the monthly drawings are 250 to $500 Nice in value. Yeah. So, I mean, you just like, you literally just hunt like you already do. And those are all the um, physical prizes that you can win. Uh The best thing about this group, and you won't know until you get in there, and James can help elaborate some on this, you have the ability to change the trajectory of your hunting career in one Facebook group. Yeah. I hunted with 23 different guys in the con- in the contest and in the group last year. Wow. I know of 102 hunts that have been traded in this group. We are not even we are not on anyone's radar. The guys that are in it, some of the guys that are in it and stuff, they tell me over and over and all the time, this is the absolute best thing that's ever happened to me as far as my hunting goes. And the thing is you get around all these guys like kind and quality, all these bow hunters that, that care about people that want to kill big deer, want to see other guys kill big deer, want to go hunt different States, you know, want to hunt different terrain, you know, all different things. This is made possible through this networking that we're doing. You're sleeping on guys, couches, you know, they're, you know, you you stay at people's houses, you stay in their camps, whatever it is. But next thing you know, you've hunted three or four States. It's only cost you a few hundred bucks per state because your tag and gas and food and, You've literally had got two or three years of hunting in in a matter of a couple of months. It's that absolutely awesome. crazy. Yep, yep. And that's the that's the relationship building thing. You know, I was mentioning earlier that it's it's that different demographic that we're we go into in today's age that everybody thinks that we're against each other that we're competing mm-hmm. with you know each other and it's really not that way. We want to be you know just as helpful as we can to the next guy. But so let's just say. For instance, you know, Nick, I, and Cody are on a team together um, from our podcast. So there is a – what is it called? The King of Tines? Yep. So there, there's a group prize, correct? So that is actually an individual prize built into the contest, okay? Okay. We we have <clears throat> prizes for the top ten teams. Okay. So if your team finishes in the top ten, we have prizes all the way from uh, $1,500 prize packages all the way down to – uh, winning, winning some, uh, uh, turkey calls. Okay. But the thing is, that's the team stuff. The individual stuff gets pretty crazy because the King of the Times competition, like you're saying, it is your top five bucks for the year. Okay. Okay. Most guys, when they first get in the group, even if they're from a big deer state, they're like, what is this nonsense? Because they're thinking nobody's going to kill five bucks in a year, right? Mm-hmm. We'll have probably eight to ten guys. James met uh, Me- Meisner. Yep. Meisner? Is that how you <laughs> say your name? Yeah. <laughs> James is going to be – he'll be up there. He was up – what would you finish last year in the King of the Time? Uh, the past couple of years, I've been top ten. I mean, I do a lot of traveling. I hunt a lot. Um, just to piggyback on the King of Time things, um, yeah, it's the top five bucks – per member that they're killed throughout the year. So you need a three-man team to get involved with it. 
But King of Tines is kind of the individual, let's see who can go all out, do it all. Those are for the diehards that are traveling, going to different states. I mean, like Ben said, there's been times where we'll be hunting, say, for example, last year I was hunting Kansas, filled a tag. The next morning I was in Oklahoma. It's just for those guys that are just really after it, just straight up killers who just want to get after and do it. Mm-hmm. And the thing about Kings of Tines is we have a really big kind of um, – I call it the Super Bowl. It's called the showdown. At the end of the year, the top 10 people in the King of Times will get an invite to go to a neutral site and see who can basically hunt the best out of everyone within our group. So last year we went to Florida, public land, 10 guys from all over the country showed up, never met each other, just strictly social media. We were in an Airbnb house and it just hit it off. I mean, they even went on a fishing trip and mm-hmm. together. It's just the networking and bow hunting community in our group is just like Ben said, it's life changing. I talk to these guys more on the phone than I do like guys from my high school. It's nuts. It's just the hunting community out there. I don't know. It just it works. You just get what you put into it, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I you know, I, I've watched the social media and went back through the posts and everything. You kind of see the jabbing at each other, and that's the cool thing yeah. about it because it's friendly banter back and forth. You know, and so you've you've got the group in there, but it's really an individual achievement as much as it, cause you could have a guy that doesn't hunt, but you know, one or two times a year. And, and then you've got two other guys in there. But so if a guy's in the contest and he doesn't have anybody that's that, you know, hunts near him or whatever, he can po- make a post in the group and find somebody that could possibly bring him into a group. Correct. Yeah. This, he's been, so this is a pretty good uh, story of what happened this year. So, I have a lot of friends in Texas that I've been hunting with my whole life. I grew up in San Antonio, hunt a lot down here. And um, I actually had two guys and we, um, we finished second overall the first year I was in the league. And this last year we did really well. I think we were top 10, but they don't really participate a whole lot on social media. They're um, older guys. They don't do a lot. So this year I was like, man, I'm just going to adventure out. I actually talked to Ben about it and we're always chatting. We have actually a huge group chat with what, like 20 guys it just goes yeah. off nonstop. I was like, you know, I'm going to diversify because the biggest thing about boning, like the Ben kind of touched on earlier, is you're just constantly building connections. So I actually picked up a guy in um, Iowa this year, never met him in my life, but we talk daily, share trail cam pictures, and now we're on a team together. And he's going to come down and hunt with me in Texas, and then when I draw a tag up there, I'm going to go up there and hunt with him. So it's just like the networking, getting out of your comfort zone, and just making friends. Yeah, that's awesome to hear. And, and I think that's a, a key thing that will be, you know, fun to watch as the year goes on. So, well, yeah, you don't have to be from the same state. I mean, just get out there. And we got guys with teams where one's in Texas, one's in Kansas, one's in Oklahoma. It's just doesn't even have to be your own buddies. Just get out there. Um, guys that never met will have a sign up league at the or sign up post at the end of the year where if you haven't found a team yet, we'll kind of do a drawing, put you on a team. I mean, the whole thing, just get involved, basically. You might have said this earlier, but can you sign up on multiple teams? No, one team only. Okay. So it's one three-man team that you need to get in. You can't be on multiple, but you have to be on that to compete in the King of Dines individual contest. Gotcha. The goal is our three-man deer contest. Yeah. So a cumulative score of everybody on your team. So let's say, you know, John, Joe, and Billy – come into the contest and and they've killed some stags and they've they've all three their cumulative score 
of all those deer together is going to help them at the end of the year, or is it just the individual? If it's John that killed all the deer and Billy and Joe, you know, kind of tagged along, is it is it the cumulative you're looking for, or is it an individual? So if you're looking for your top buck individual per member. So say Alex shoots a 150 and a 145. And, uh, Man, that, that sounds good. Tell me that. <laughs> say that again. Say that. <laughs> so you shoot a 150, 145. Your partner shoots a 120 and a 125. Your 150 and his 125 would count. You can't stack them where one guy kills three. It's your best buck individually. Gotcha. And we're um, 100% honor system. Um, last year we had 576 teams, I believe. And you wouldn't believe we're all guys with full-time families, full-time jobs, just it's an honor system, but we do have about five guys in a group that really look at your scores. And if there's ever any kind of judgment, we'll kind of respond and say, Hey, I need some more pictures of his bases or right. like, you know, a rule or stuff like that. But if you're going to cheat in a free contest, you got more problems anyway. So <laughs> you need your ass beat. I mean, it don't matter if you're going to cheat, if you're going to cheat all your buddies. I mean, and that's, that's to me, that's yeah. the one thing that I look at because these groups create a group of buddies. And if you're going to be the yep. guy that comes in and cheats, if they're from Georgia, send them our way. We got some, we got some mean guys. I ain't going to whoop them. I'm too damn little. I ain't going to be the whooper, but I got exactly. guys that I can send over. You ain't played enough golf because your buddies will cheat you before anybody else will. <laughs> that sounds golfers, yeah, what's, though. What's neat, what's neat about that, you know, you've got – if it was just all individuals and stuff, yeah, somebody can get away with something, but – you know, the way social media works, um, and you know, you've got two other guys connected to your deer. Uh, we don't have, we don't have a lot of issues with that stuff. Another thing we did, you know, <clears throat> let's say somebody doesn't know how to score deer, right. And they don't know anybody that has any idea how to score the deer. Mm -hmm. Um, we've partnered up with uh, Buckmasters. We've got a list of, of official scores on hand. And if, you know, if there's, if it's a, if it's a big deer, no matter where it's at, you can probably, we're probably gonna be able to find somebody to come score it for you. And the main thing is you just, you know, there's a couple of time frames that you have to, you have to meet to, in order to, for the deer to qualify. So we give everybody 48 hours to, to recover their deer after the shot. Again, that's an honor thing. You know, you start from the very beginning before you even put your hands on the antlers of that deer, you're, you're saying I've got 48 hours. Okay. From that shot. The next thing is once you do recover the deer, once you do score them, you have 10 hours. I mean, sorry, 10 hours, 10 days to, to get the deer entered. Okay. And the reason we do that, we want to uh, have a current and updated scoreboard because it does, it does build some anticipation, you know, some of that, um, bring some of that intensity to the, to the actual contest. Yeah. People can follow along. And cause I, I don't, I've never, I've never understood why you wouldn't know, want to know where you stand. I, you know, I want to know right out of the gate. I'm, yeah. I'm wanting to score that night. I'm trying to get that deer <laughs> measured up and probably, yeah. you know, and I guess it's a question that comes to mind. So let's say, let's say I shoot a, I mean, a stag in Illinois, drop a 174 or whatever, and I've scored him in the mid seventies and I'm scrutinizing the hell out of my score at, at 170. All right, let's say, you know, you Ben, you shoot a one seventy eight in in Ohio or wherever it may be, and mm -hmm. we're down to neck and neck. Is there an opportunity to get those, you know, 
those measurements checked by someone or do you do you have a, an opportunity you know where you bring it together when you if you get really tight and i'm just asking mm-hmm. I, it's a it's a high li- unlikelihood i'm gonna drop right. a deer like that but hey you never know i'm out there hunting just like everybody else is so right so it's not as unlikely as you think. <laughs> I got I got several on the wall, so I I I'll agree with that a hundred percent. Yeah. So as long as you get the score, you know, submitted and and correctly within that ten day window, it's fine. Okay. And if you do kill a great big deer, you actually owe it to yourself to get it professionally scored because Absolutely. a lot of times. Uh, you know, your higher scoring deer, they're going to have some non-typical scenarios, you know, like with, you know, like t- points or mm-hmm. just, you know, different, you know, maybe you're measuring the base in the wrong spot right. and just, you know, all kinds of stuff. Right. So you actually owe it to yourself to get it professionally scored because it's, it bring, it'll bring more credibility to you, to yourself. Also, it takes some of that that pressure off of you, you know, you know, if, if you do feel pressure when people question you and nobody's going to do it here, but you post your deer somewhere else. I mean, you, you, you can, you have that to back you. So that's actually, that's a good thing to have. Yep. Um, but man, to be honest with you, I mean, if you know what you're doing, if you know how to score deer, uh, you know, you're going to do a decent job at it. It really doesn't make a hill of beans, you know, and it really doesn't because at the end of the day, it's your deer. That's the score of your deer, and it's over and done with. And we're gonna we're gonna try to help you with that process. And we've got official scores on hand if you have any if you have any concerns. Um, so, but yeah, but we do, we do want things to be accurate. But the most important thing is we is that scoreboard to stay current. Um, because we had a scenario, and this is why James. This is how James got involved with the moderator side and James, you want to tell the story what happened to you your, your first year in? Yeah, I'll go ahead. So basically it's funny you brought that up. So I joined the league, um, shoot, I guess probably close to two years ago today. I'm not sure how someone invited me on the Facebook group and I joined and I put it together a three man team. Well, my three man team actually was leading the whole division going into the last week of deer season uh, two years ago. So I was all fired up. I was like, oh, I'm going to win this prize. I'm going to win this prize. Well, a member in the league killed a really lifetime deer, like huge deer. And he had it scored and honest mistake cemented it. Well, he had it officially scored after the drying period and it somehow scored, I don't remember, five or six inches yeah, bigger. It was about five inches bigger. And he resubmitted it and it bumped me out of first to second when deer season was pretty much over. So I went for weeks thinking I had the whole contest one done deal to the gentleman against deer rescored and whatever, doesn't matter. Um, we figured it out. We talked on the phone. Um, this is actually how me and Ben kind of became buddies and started talking. He called me and he felt bad. He's like, look, I'm in a predicament. What do you want to do? Here's the options. And I said, just give it to the guy. It's a big deer. He deserves it is what it is. But since then we've implemented that, all right, we can't have this happen again. Mm-hmm. They're too big. There's too many people involved. I mean, when I joined, what, there was like 2,500 members. We're up to 21,000 members yeah. now. So now it's the big thing is like, yeah, take your time, score the deer, get it submitted within 10 days. If you happen to make a mistake, we're easy going. Call us, email us, shoot us a message on Facebook. We'll look at it. But 
we don't want an official score a month down the line saying, oh, my, I'm losing by two inches. Hey, I messed up. My deer was three inches bigger. Yeah. yeah, and I and I think that brings up an interesting question that if, let's say, you know, in let's just take for Tennessee, for example. So Tennessee has an early season velvet. All right. right. Are you going off of that velvet score or you, you know, is it, is it taking inches off because it is in velvet? I mean, Boone and Crockett doesn't recognize it as an official score because it's in velvet unless you strip it or you just, I mean, the deer, to me, the deer was killed in velvet. He's got it growing on his head. You score it. It's yep. in velvet, you know, no, regardless. We're, yeah, we're a big, we're a big believer in gross score. Um, we try and follow as much as Pope and Young as possible, but yeah, we're hundred percent gross. Nets is for fishing. Concerned. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, we're gonna stick with the velvet score. Yeah, you pick up a little bit on the mass and stuff like that, but it's not gonna be just change the whole contest. But no. yeah, we have a lot of guys that hunt Kentucky, Tennessee early season. They kill some awesome velvet deer. More power to them to get that extra two inches. Yep, I agree hundred percent with that, and I like that concept. You know, I mean, the deer yeah. it's got it on his head. You know what? What is the, What's the difference in a guy that kills one in velvet and he gets those extra inches? But a guy kills one in November and it's got a two broke off three quarters of yeah. the way down. There's no difference. It's a the animal's living in that moment yeah. and you killed it in that moment. So I mean that's the that's those kind of dicey areas that I'm glad you guys yeah. don't delve off into because yeah. if I have that deer mounted and I get that two fixed, well I can't go back and add those yeah. inches to my score. You yeah. know, oh I got yeah. him put on. No, that's not the case. You know, and it's. Yeah. Just, and we've got guys hunting all over the country. You right. know, we've got guys hunting in Florida and, uh, and Iowa, Montana, um, New Mexico, muleys, you know, everything. So, you know, we, we do follow um, some of the Pope and Young, you know, guidelines. You know, we're, it's minus 20 for muley just because if you go to, you know, go enter a, uh, a mule deer in the typical, it's, it's a 145 is the, the net typical score to, to qualify for, for a muley, you know? And so, and w- with that difference there, we, we decided to just, Hey, let's make this adjustment. Um, but the sa- in the same breath, like, I mean, e- even that, even that rule itself, like we're just, I mean, we go year to year with it. Hey, do we want to right. keep this? Yeah. It's a good thing or not. Because realistically we don't have like an, a, a bonus or, or, a, or a handicap, in other words, for Florida deer versus Illinois deer, you, you know what I'm saying? And so like, you know, nothing, everything's, nothing's fair, right? No, but, no. But what the, but the thing is with this group, it brings an opportunity for guys to get into bigger deer. Mm-hmm. If, if you really, really, really want to, I mean, if you want it bad and if you're hunting in a, a state that's not, not known for big whitetails, you have the opportunity to go hunt other places with guys in this group. And if you, if you network and stuff too. So, you know, where, where, you know, things aren't fair, you know, that's just like playing baseball when I, when I was growing up, you know, I played all the way into college. I, I played in college and stuff and, you know, it wasn't fair. I was facing a guy that was six, six throwing 95 mile an hour that's and right. he didn't do anything. He didn't work half as hard as I did to get to that school. Mm-hmm. But he just had, you know, this God-given ability. What, you know, what do I make him move back, you know, two or three feet from the mound, you know, so I can hit it? You know, no, I've got to up my game and because life isn't fair. Competition is never fair. 
But what's cool about it is in this competition, instead of the, uh, you know, the, the bullying and, and, you know, the people coming at people, you have this huge amount of camaraderie Mm -hmm. and nobody is going to be cheering harder for you with your 115, 120 inch Alabama deer than a, than a guy that just smoked a 200 in Ohio. We got a guy right now. He he's killed one. He's killed like a 160 every single year. Last year he killed a 252. Okay. Yeah, what it's was his name? Deer. Was that old? Uh, that was the guy who was on the outdoor drive, I believe. Yeah, Brunswick. Yeah, yeah Brunswick. And uh, that guy right there is ecstatic for you if you shoot a you know shoot a 130. I mean, he's just tickle pink for you and that's the thing you get around these guys that are that are are real people you know they're not ego driven you know some of them do get pumped up a little bit and get a little bit of confidence and stuff from the group but that's what you're about that's what your buddies are for right that's right you gotta have somebody that's gonna smack you you know smack you on the back and give you a high five and drink a beer with you when you kill a deer and that's that's what we're trying that's what we're trying to keep create you know keep this going with this community so once you once you take a deer like that just say any any deer you take for the league once you get it scored, what do you or do people need to take pictures from their stand, anything like that? What do they need to involve in that before they submit it? At a at a minimum, we require one photo of the deer with the with the bow and a photo of the score sheet. But that's the minimums, right? Most scenarios, 95% of the scenarios, that's fine. That's going to roll with it 100 150 inch 10 pointer nothing nothing crazy nothing we can't see um but are, there are scenarios and we do ask guys you know if, if you kill a deer that's got a bunch of non-typical trash off the bases and stuff take just take some photos of it and send it in with it um but yeah that's i mean at a minimum that's all we ask is you know, but that bow has got to be in the photo oh yeah gum it we've had some freaking amazing deer get dis- disqualified and we di- we'll disqualify a 200 just as fast as we will disqualify a 90 inch deer if you don't have that bow in that photo and um and you know one kind of like a caveat to the fo- you know the bow being required that's promoting bow hunting yeah that's wherever right. that photo goes people see you know that they see you know oh that guy's you know shooting a uh, 2005 Hoyt or, uh, or he's got a brand new Matthews V3, you know, but it's, you're, you're telling so much more of the story just by having that weapon in that photo. You know, the picture is worth a thousand words. There you go. That's what they mean. People understand, Hey, he killed that with that bow and I can see the kill shot, you know, on the animal. looks like he made a good shot. And uh, then, then you're inquisitive. Well, how far was it? What state was he in? Just all these things. They're just there's so many more things that that I feel, and it may just be me personally, but when I see somebody's got a, a photo of a bow kill, I'm so much more interested, like immediately. Yeah, like, I can't help it. It's much more like interesting. A guy. <laughs> well, no, I mean it's. The, I mean we're we're guys that you know are, are hunting in any season that we can, of course, but. <laughs> We're generally bow hunters. I mean, we spend most of our time here in Georgia bow hunting. We go to Illinois, we're bow hunting. We go to Kentucky, we're bow hunting. But if I have an opportunity and somebody calls me and says, 
hey, uh, I got a rifle season open up here in Kentucky. You want to come up and rifle hunt with me? I'm going because I'm a Shit. deer hunter. You know, I like it. Somebody I mean, calls me to go to South Georgia, land of the pines, and take a 30 out six. I'm gone. Yeah, and but the <laughs> thing about it is – I'm not going to post it on the bow hunting league site and yeah. say, look what I killed, guys. He just said I had to post my bow. He didn't say I couldn't have my 30 out six beside it. <laughs> <laughs> and you've probably had, you know, the the opportunity to, to be more inquisitive when somebody is taking a picture without a bow in it. And it does, it makes me, the first question I want to ask is, what'd you kill it with? You know, it doesn't matter, but no. I want to ask that question but don't come in the bow hunting league is what these guys are saying with a yeah. rifle kill wanting to <laughs> pretend, you know, but brag about it. If somebody kill, if somebody kills a big deer with a bow, or I mean a good deer with a bow, they're going to be happy about it. You're going to see the passion about it. Yeah, yes. and that's and we've got a lot of guys in the group and stuff that, you know, they'll like James got got a once in a lifetime opportunity to go. Where was that? Where'd you hunt at last year in Texas? I drew a. Texas isn't really known for public land, but we do have a little bit of it. I drew a pretty um, elite public land rifle mule deer tag last year. Had a ball, went solo back country, West Texas near a big bend. And I shot a really nice mule deer with my rifle. Tickled to death, but I just didn't post on bow hunting. Just post on my personal Facebook. So that's right. Yeah, we don't, we support all hunting, anything legal hunting. I mean, we don't care if you shoot with a rifle, a crossbow, whatever we love it all but the thing that separates us from everyone else is we're vertical bows only and that's another reason we require that bow in the picture mm-hmm. yeah we're happy for you if you shot it with whatever but this is the bow hunting league forgive me for asking this ben you might have already said this if somebody kills a deer where do they go to to post that online or on a on a is it a form so, so you know without with they're going to send all the information to our, to an email address. I create an email address specifically for each year. Okay. Um, and the reason we do that is we looked into doing some, some forms and some things like, Hey, do this photo and this photo and you're done. But we need to have that communication. Just like when we have these really odd deer, or if we have a scenario where, you know, we have a, you know, if there's an error on the score sheet, we want to be able to just to communicate with, with the guys and say, Hey, can you send me a picture of this instead? Or your photo of your score sheet didn't pop up, you know, that way they're just not submitting stuff and thinking they're done. That's right. And uh, it's just easier, but yeah, just they, they submit it through an email and we will have that. I'll, what I do is I capture emails on the um, sign up form, which is on our website. So right right after signups close and I've got all the email addresses, I'm going to make sure everybody has everything that they need in that email. So they can, they can, you know, pull up that the rules email and say, okay, this is where I submit my deer. Okay. So that, that was my question. That was my next question. So once you sign up, you put your email on there. When everybody gets done, you're going to send that back. You're going to send that out to everybody's email. So they'll have mm-hmm. that generic email to send it back to. Yeah. Okay. And we post stuff in the group and stuff too, periodically. And we'll have people like, you know, middle of the season, you know, their buddy signed them up or they signed up and hadn't been paying attention or whatever. You know, they kill a giant deer. Where do I submit this? They freak out. Where do I submit my deer? Well, there's always, there's thousands of guys in the group that are trained up, know how to do everything. They'll just say, email this address okay. and they're done. You know, so we're all here. We're all here to help. It's not a, it's not one of the things like, uh, 
you know, when somebody kills deer, we're look, you know, guys are looking for them to get disqualified. Everybody wants all these deer to qualify, you know. I heard this on a, another podcast you guys were on, and I think it's probably good, probably pretty good information for some of our listeners. I, I not necessarily me. I don't have this. Um, I wish I did. But what should someone do if they have a big deer on camera or a big deer they are hunting? So, um, you don't have to do anything with us per se. I mean, I, I know, uh, and I think you're alluding to what Brunswick just went through. Yes. Um, yes, I am. So, and that's something I was talking to <clears throat> when I talked, we had, we had the podcast with Trevor yep, yep. And, and Steve and, uh, we, we, we went through the podcast with them. And after I got done, I was like, y'all need to interview Brunswick. I was like, this guy killed a deer that 98% of America would have believed it came from a high fence deer farm. And, but he had everything buttoned up so tight, you know, you want to, ha- you need to have a plan. So this just kind of basics of his conversation. Um, you need to, you need to have, documented evidence you know where you're at you know buddies you know who some you need somebody needs to know where you're at right it's kind of like an alibi <laughs> right right but as soon as you shoot that deer and you see it go down or you know you hit him good and um i would immediately call the the dnr um call your call call the co's get a hold of somebody to come out there and you know they may i think they I think Brunswick can end up having a, uh, like a sheriff's deputy come out or something, but somebody to come out there and verify of law enforcement. Hey, here's the shot. You know, there's the blood trail. There's the dead deer. There's your stand. Here's your permission slip. If you're on somebody else's property, um, you know, you know, pull up Onyx maps, you know, look where you're at, you know, have them verify, Hey, this is where I'm at. Um, because, <clears throat> The worst thing that can happen, and this has happened to some, some bit, you know, some mainstream guys, and very recently, worst thing that can happen is DNR jumps the gun. You know, they think that you were trespassing or something, and they jump the gun, run and confiscate that deer. Next thing you know, there's a story: deer confiscated. That's right. Once the story, the ink hadn't even dried on on, on the on the story and you've already got your deer back because it was all, you know, BS. And, you know, you've, you've, you know, cleared your name, but they're not going to write a story on you clearing your name. Nope. So like, so the, the most important thing that you can do is have everything documented and, uh, ha- you know, get these, get it verified. Hey, this is where I was at. I was allowed to be there. And, and then you know, take a picture with the, I take a picture with the law enforcement officer. Me <laughs> That's right. And say, here's my, here's my buddy. Here's my deer. You know, I, I think but, it's uh, good information. I mean, like I said, I don't think a lot of people is going to have, may not, may not have ever have that opportunity, but mm-hmm. from, from you saying that and saying that on another podcast, I, I mean, I just, I think it's smart to do. I think it's very smart. If you got that buck on camera, if you know that deer's in that area, take the right precautions, mm-hmm. reach out to the, you know, uh, and it doesn't go into the realm of of a deer of record breaking capacity, but a few years ago I was hunting off of, of one forty, and I was hunting a deer that was in probably in the one forty high, maybe even the low fifties range, and it was on the neighboring property, 
but he was traveling from the property I had permission to hunt. And I reached out to our local DNR officer and I told him, I was like, look, this deer is in this field every single day. Somebody is going to shoot this deer from the road. Cody actually tipped me off to this deer and he said, he's going to, I'm telling you, somebody's going to kill this deer from the road. So I'm that officer would ride by there every afternoon and sit in the driveway. Now I wound up shooting a damn 110 inch deer that I thought was him walking the fence line on the property. I had permission to hunt. And then I had to go, I thought I'd killed the deer. I really did at that moment. I thought I had shot this deer. I went to the guy that owned the property there because he ran onto his property, got permission after twisting his arm. But, and I reached out to the DNR guy and he's like, all right, you know, you got permission for Mr. Ken to go over there. Go ahead and get it. And I walk up to a deer that's nothing what <laughs> I had on camera. And I'm like, golly, I have shot the wrong deer. But I went yeah. through those steps. And it, it's like you brought I appreciate you bringing that up and, and y'all talking about that. Because, you know, Don Higgins was on our show and talked about that's his what, deer. That's getting, what I was referring to, mainstream guy. Yeah, yeah. Don Don Gate went through that whole scenario with us. And it was it was a it was a situation that you don't want to be in, but it's there's so much jealousy. If you yeah. and your neighbor and three guys that are around you are hunting a deer of record book capacity, you're going to have those haters, and they're going to say, oh, you shot it on my property. I know you were trespassing or whatever right. just to be yeah. jealous brick. So not yeah. to be blunt about it, but that's what yeah, it and is. And if, <laughs> and if, and if, yeah, and if uh, Don didn't have that platform, you know, if he wasn't, didn't have the platform and a voice, you know, people, you know, if he's just somebody didn't, didn't do any podcasts or didn't, you know, talk, have a big following, like people would have accused him indefinitely of poaching that deer. Yep. Cause the story hit, like you said, it hit the ink and that's mm-hmm. what he told us on our show. It was, there's a story that I, and it was on social media and the way yeah. news travels today, boy, they want to find the negative in anything that you do. Yeah. And so it's going to go 100%. quick and, so I got a I got a question for you, James. You know, you're down in Texas, and we've went through the the kind of the story behind the bow hunting league. And you can go to bowhuntingleague.com and find any of the information that that Ben and James have provided to us. And if there's any questions in it, you go to this group on Facebook, and you can ask that question, or you shoot these guys a message. I'm sure they're going to answer that, but. What's it like spending the time down in Texas? And is rattlesnakes really as bad as what they say they are down there? We're um, we got some good ones. Uh, we killed one last year that was a uh, number two overall Texas longest rattlesnake ever killed. So it was just shy of um, what was it? I think seven ten overall. A mighty point hang up. But yeah, I'm I actually hunt pretty much in Mexico. I'm down in Webb County on the border. Okay. It, uh, yeah, we got we got a few rattlesnakes, but it's fun, man. Texas is a really target rich environment. That's what we hear. A lot of mixed emotions from people outside looking in. Yeah, Texas has a lot of the high fence. Um, people do have the pin release here, but yeah, there is a ton of low fence, free range hunting still going on down here. Do you run into any? I grew up down here. It's where my roots are. It's where I always be. But yeah, I mean, um, I went on an odd ad hunt last month, shot a big odd ad ram. Um, was going to go on an axis hunt, but my uh, son heard about it and couldn't wait. Had to come out a little bit earlier, so missed that one. But yeah, man, it's fun down here. Did you, uh, or have you ever ran into anybody, you know, crossing the border while you're in the stand? <laughs> <laughs> I know that's probably a common question. I, I see uh, more Mexicans and deer on my sits usually. <laughs> oh, oh, man. That's what I was getting at. I mean, I'm sure it's crazy to see. I mean, 
It's absolutely nuts. The last six months has been uh, more than we've ever seen. I won't go into politics, but please don't. Nick will get me. <laughs> Nick will have don't to censor start. me. He'll he'll have me censored here. It's, yeah, it gets it's, bad. It's, <laughs> it's legit. We see uh, quite a bit of them. For the most part, they're all. I mean, friendly. Just wave and keep walking. They're just doing their own thing. Um, right. I have problems. They'll get in camp every once in a while, but yeah, we leave jugs of water out. All kind of stuff. It's it's legit, but. Um, I've never had a really scary scenario. I guess I've just been doing it so long. It just hasn't bothered me. But, yeah, a lot of people are ending their honeymoon trips down right now because it's getting so bad on the borders. It's a shame that, you know, the country won't take care of their people like that. And like you said, we won't go into politics. But, you know, yeah. hats off to you guys down there in Texas for, for keeping yeah. keeping things as safe as you can for everybody else. We we appreciate it. Yes, sir. Ben, does the, uh, does the mule deer, does it fall in a different category? No, it's just got so, no. So all of our all deer fall in the same category, um, you know. But they just they have uh, adjustments. Uh, so like your mule deer, it's minus twenty for your muleys. Uh, we have uh, adjustments for um, a little bump up, little 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 handicap for coos deer. Um, it's I think it's actually like fifty plus fifty inches or something. I think it's plus 40 for coos, minus 20 for mule deer. Yeah. And then we have for blacktail, you know, because we do have some guys that, that hunt blacktail out in, like, California and, and Washington State. There's a little bump up there for blacktail, too. Um, we we want we want everybody to keep hunting how they, how they always hunt, you know, but we do – it's the contest is centered around whitetails. Okay. So no, no elk has ever been questioned. <laughs> to bring, I'm, I'm not saying to compete to, – to, to compete against no. whitetail, but a different division. We actually, we actually do have a separate elk competition yeah. that um, we do in the league. Yeah, um, are open right now for that. Also, um, our buddy Da, that's a huge part of the league, runs that part of the contest. Okay. Um, I believe last year it was it's basically just points on each side. So if you, shoot I think it's how you doing it this year too. Yeah, doing the same way. But yeah, we have um, we have an elk contest. Yeah, I think uh, there's some. Giveaways for sicko game calls, elk calls, stuff like that for it too. So, any yeah. any talks of a rifle league? So he talks of a gun league. Yeah. So we've, um, you know, I've had several people come to me and say, "Hey, you know, you're, you know, you're anti this or anti that. You know, you're not supporting these. You know, this this type of hunting, blah blah blah." And I tell them first person, tell them like, look. You start this contest, you start a crossbow contest, or you start uh, a gun league, I'll be the first person to support you. And I, every time somebody asks me, hey, you know, I, I can't compete because of this reason, I'm going to send them to you. But I haven't had anybody take the take over that, that you know, responsibility. That yeah. yeah. It's a lot. It's a, and it's a lot of work. And I, we've got so many people helping us now. Um, and, and I, we would not be anywhere close to where we're at as far as our professionalism and, and as far as like actually keeping a, a running ordered contest, if it wasn't for these guys like James and DA and, and, you know, all the guys helping with the Facebook group, you know, Facebook group and, and the moderating there. So let's say a team wants to sign up and, and I know we've got several listeners that, that are not part of it already that, are going to come on because they've already saw you know us tagging y'all and stuff on instagram or comment and they are asking about it 
let's say a team, and I saw working class do this already. They've got like three or four teams entered in there. <laughs> so I got some hammers out there that's reaching out to me like, dude, how do I get into this thing? And uh, so let's say a team wants to sign up under Talk About It Outdoors. How do they go about signing up for that and, and it be representing us in the league? So, um, yeah, and that's something you can, you know, you can do on your channels and stuff too and, you know, kind of structure some teams like, hey, we want to we wanna have the – you know, the largest podcast group of guys out there, right? So you can, like, you know, or get everybody organized. And a lot of a lot of Georgia, a lot of Mississippi, Alabama guys are going to be signing up, right? A lot of guys in Tennessee. But you can, like, seriously just structure the teams and show the guys how, how to get signed up, you know? A big thing is, yeah, the team comes through our website, bowhuntingleague.com, but make sure you're following Facebook and Instagram because we're constantly doing announcements, deadlines, um, networking different teams, things like that. I mean, we get so many prizes donated to us by small businesses. Like next week, we'll do a, hey, show a picture of your koozie. I mean, you name it. It's just get involved in the social media. Make sure you're on Facebook, following us on Instagram because we're constantly posting announcements too. And another thing I st- we started doing just because I believe in these guys so much and, and we, we are like hungry to spread the word about the bow hunting league. I've got decals. I've got, I ordered 500 decals and they're on our website right now, bowhuntingleague.com in the store. They're 100% free. No shipping, no, no anything. You don't have to, you're not obligated to buy anything else. I want you to stick one of these things on your truck, on your deer feeder, I want them in trail cam pictures. I want you to represent and understand we got your back. And, I, you know, my thought is, like, if we get enough of them on, on the trucks and stuff, you may run into a guy um, out of state or just, you know, anywhere in your town anyway and say, hey, I see you got a bow hunting league decal. You may have another hunting buddy right then. And that's that's the goal. We want to get these things all over the nation. And and uh, just like that, you know, just as far as, like, free swag, um Miller Lite, that's actually one of James' connections. Uh, um, we've got a connection with Miller Lite. They they sponsor all of our koozies. So they take and send us 2,000 koozies every year to give away. So we we take and we drop them in all of the orders. You know, anybody orders something from the store, they're going to get a free koozie. And uh, if you enter a buck, I, we don't care if it's 50 inches or, or 250 inches, you're going to get a koozie. You're going to mail you a koozie and you don't have to pay anything. I mean, we're, you know, even though these are small things, you know, the thing is we, you know, we're going to do everything in our power to grow this thing to as big as possible and, and try to help people get connected to like-minded bow hunters. I love it. Yeah, I mean, thank for the smallest buck enter. <laughs> <laughs> so they're, they're, I, I've had like five people come up and say i want to sponsor the smallest buck so there's definitely something coming. There's, there's interest for it it's <laughs> probably going to be the smallest five bucks or something i don't know i mean it's there's i think that's got more uh fowler more, if you hear this you got you got you a contest hey <laughs> i know it's probably a lot to manage but have you ever thought about breaking this up state by state so we do i do track the um in each each individual state so, yeah, so we have a map, you know, because we do have the state-specific prizes. So I'll have a map that shows who the leaders are for each state. Um, and, 
the the main thing that we try to shot, you know, yeah, you get the individual stuff for each state, but the main thing is, you know, you're not restricted to hunt with guys from your state. And I don't ever want anybody to think that they are. So we really try to shy away from the state specific stuff other than the top buck per state. And, uh, but yeah, we've, I had, we had a couple guys that were leading two or three states last year. <laughs> like, wow. I mean, it's, it's crazy. I mean, there's some, I mean, there's some really, there's some really good deer hunters in this group. Yeah. Well, that's a good, that's a good time going from that one into our uh, shooting you straight question for the day. So guys, if y'all give us just a second, we're going to, we're going to kick a shooting you straight question off and uh, let y'all input into this one. So. This week's Shooting You Straight segment is brought to you by Williamson Brothers Barbecue of Canton. Stop in off exit 16A of Highway 575 or call 770-345-9067 for all of your barbecue and catering needs. Poor old Waddy, he's going to come back and listen to these episodes. He's going to be like, y'all is playing my segment without me. So, Nicholas... Cody's not here again tonight, so uh, go ahead and kick it off. Let's hear what the question you got is. All right, we got a, a listener that wrote in. Since you guys get to see these numbers of deer coming in, I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to put this together the best possible way I can. You guys see these deer numbers come in. Where do you see the most deer coming being entered in? Is it early season? Is it pre rut? Is it rut late season? So. 70% of our deer are killed between Halloween and the 15th of November. Okay. Because we're so heavy in Tennessee. Our main, our biggest states are Tennessee, Kentucky. Um, we do, t- Texas is one of our bigger states, but Tennessee, Kentucky, Missouri, Ohio, um, that, that, you know, Midwest is where most of our, our deer are coming from. Now, are you seeing most – do you see a lot of big deer come in early season as soon as season opens because they have oh, them patterned yeah. very well? Oh, yeah. We had we have uh, some huge velvet deer come oh in gosh. early season. It, it, um, we, we, had a one, we, had a, we had a 170s killed um, in Tennessee on the three-day velvet hunt, and then we had a 197 killed the following weekend in Kentucky. Okay. Hey, here's another question that kind of come to me thinking about that. Same question that that um, person wrote in. Since you guys are getting so involved with different states, has any uh, law enforcement, not law enforcement, DNR or wildlife departments been in touch with you to try to do help out with any research with these deer numbers coming in? No. Okay. Okay. I just thought I'd ask that. I don't have a long answer <laughs> for that. One. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just I didn't know because we had a previous guest on talking about turkeys and. He's well knowledge in them as far as traveling and stuff like that. And um, Mike Chamberlain, a turkey biologist, actually reaches out to him and kind of talks to him as he travels across from state to state. So yeah, and I'm, I'm happy to talk to anybody. Um, and, you know, we're happy to send over any of our statistics and any of that stuff. But yeah, and as we get larger and a larger pool of hunters, we'll have more data for them. Yeah. Do you keep yeah, a tracker on stuff like that as far as what's like the month they're they're being killed or what's being the number the the antler point of a deer? Do you keep any of that stuff? Yeah, we keep I've got a lot of data. Okay. Uh, we've got you know but you know average buck killed. I've got average buck size per state. We've got um 
number of hunt, you know, the, we used to keep track of number of people signing up from specific States, but I don't do that anymore because Kansas in general, half of the, half of the entries in Kansas are from non-residents. Okay. Wow. That's it's crazy. Like, I mean, it's, you know, and so there's, there's all kinds of things, but we do, we do keep a lot of data. Gotcha. Well, and I think that's the key to your future is keeping that data and, you know, and seeing where you can grow it the best. And, you know, we're, we're on board with it a hundred percent after speaking with you guys, not only from a, from a bow hunting league standpoint, but from you and I, Ben, we hit it off right yeah. out of the gate and it's going to be something that I look forward to talking with you guys in the future with on, you know, whether we come and visit or whatever it may be, it may not just be deer hunting. It's, it's growing from that. And that's the cool thing for me for this whole, the whole scope of it. And since we started the podcast, we've been privileged to talk to people from Utah, Idaho, uh, Minnesota, Wyoming, uh, Tennessee, Georgia, Florida, wherever it's at. Everybody's coming in with the mindset that, hey, let's help each other out and do anything we can. And whether we're, you know, sitting around the campfire drinking beer and, and eating hamburgers or we're running a contest and helping promote you guys in any way that we can. And as I said, we'll be over at the uh, the GON Outdoor Blast on August 20th, 21st, and 22nd. And I know you guys may or may not be able to make it with the uh, velvet opener coming down, Ben. I know we talked about that. And uh, I'm going to try to blitz down there. I would love to try to help you guys out and try to try to meet some more people. Yeah, and we're we're gonna you know be there and available to answer any of these questions that we've heard tonight from from you guys, and uh, we'll promote it any way we can for you because I, I really do think this is an opportunity for, I think it's an opportunity to grow the community, and and one thing we've said all along, and Nick learned it very much so in turkey season with his ability to get out of state and hunt. These guys that are sitting at home, you know, wondering, wow, how's all these guys killing all these big deer? You can go. You just got to go. You just got to just, just, just go. Just go. Got to go, man. Just got, that's the thing. You know, we're all, you know, we're all in our thirties. You know, the, you know, we're, I feel like I'm in the prime of my hunting career right now. Hopefully not towards the end of it. Right. But the thing is like, how long are we going to be able to walk? mile and a half with stands and and stuff on our back and you know like even you know i like to hunt with i like to hunt with a buddy or at least you know have somebody close to me you know where i I can help them or they can help me and you're you know our window's closing all the time i always feel like i'm fighting some kind of clock so i'm gonna do everything i can and that's one thing that like what you're saying like if you want to go, if you want to get go hunt somewhere new, and if you have, you know, a lot of times if you have something to offer where you can trade out, you'd be surprised how many people want to come hunt Georgia. Yeah, and you know, extend their season out. When do y'all season close? Is it like end of January? Well, we've actually this this is the first year that our county that we live in is extended the season past the fifteenth of January. We have an extended archery season that was available around the Metro Atlanta area, the Fultons, the DeKalb's, Gwinnett mm-hmm. County, Cherokee County has been added into that extended archery season where our season runs till January thirty whatever is it thirty days in January or thirty one whatever. It is it's 31, the end of January. January yeah yeah so it's the end of the season with archery past the rifle and that's the thing that we face a lot of struggle in in Georgia so our bow season opens September the 11th this year it runs until the second weekend in October 
muzzleloader opens for a week, and then we have a rifle season that runs from the third week in October until January 15th statewide. Same, that's almost the same scenario as Tennessee. So it's a it's a struggle for you know guys to want to stick with that bow if they're really chasing a big deer, but you can attest to it. Nick the damn can. deer are scared shitless. Yeah, they're, they're, <laughs> by God, when they get they get shot to the hell and back, I mean they're yeah. they're scared to move. I mean, and I don't know how it is down in Texas. You guys probably got a lot of a lot of area for deer to roam, but it's uh it's definitely a, a struggle late season to get after them with a bow. But I honestly yeah. believe the guys that are doing the work in the early season, food plots, feed, whatever it may be, are going to see that late, late season success, you know, come to fruition for them. But, you know, what what I've said all along in this whole thing, Ben and, and James, is is the, the community that you guys are growing in a positive light and not putting up with the BS that people bring to the table in a negative light, that's the thing that makes y'all different. And that's the thing that will carry y'all to success. And uh, hey, we can't wait to we can't wait to be a part of it. I'm I am jacked up about it. I, I've told Nick time and time again. He said I signed us up, and I'm like, oh boy, here we go. I can't I can't wait. We may not kill Jack, but we're gonna talk like we did anyway. <laughs> so that's awesome. Well, um, Nick, I want you to uh, I want you to hit these guys with the questions so uh, we can get back to that more of that. I know we didn't get to go into everything we wanted to tonight, but we're running a little long, and uh, I don't want it to carry out any any longer than it needs to. But Nick's got two questions that he hits everybody at the end of the show, and I know, Ben, you've been listening to us, so you probably know what they are. So I want to start with uh, James on the bottom there, and uh, you uh, you get him and hit him with them, Nick. Okay. I'm going to leave it bow hunting, bow hunting related. James, if you could give somebody one piece of advice as far as bow hunting, um, what would it be? Sometimes less is better. Um, a lot of people get anxious to get a big deer on camera and they'll overhunt that deer. They'll sit in the stand in horrible conditions. And um, sometimes you just got to really be disciplined and just wait for that right moment to execute. It's the thing that I struggled with over the years, but I feel like I've gotten a little bit better at it. Um, they didn't get big for a reason. You just can't go in there on a the wrong wind or accessing your stand the wrong way. You just got to really think about it and plan it out, I guess. He was ready for that. <laughs> he had a good one. That's a great answer. Great right. answer. James, what are you most thankful for? Uh, my son. Like I said earlier, me and my wife um, luckily blessed our first son into this world um, about a month ago. He was born early two months, but we got him home about five days ago. So Easton James is doing great. Um, happy parents. Couldn't be happier. Congratulations, man. Yeah, congratulations, Thank James. You. That's yeah. awesome, man. All right, Ben. Piece of advice for a gun hunter. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> give, me a, <laughs> give, give us a piece of advice for an upcoming bow hunter, man. This could go for a gun hunter, too. Um, <clears throat> shoot your damn bow. There you go. There's too many people out there that grab their bow before a week before season, go out and shoot it. Okay, I'm good, and then just move on with their life. Uh, you know, we do a one-shot competition, and, you know, throughout the summer, we everybody shoots each week. So you, you're always in tune with your equipment. You know if you uh, if you need to redo your center serving. There's so many things with these bows. They're, very, they're all constantly changing, right? And you stay on top of that if you do shoot your bow regularly. Another thing, keep shooting your damn bow throughout the season <laughs> because you're not – there's nothing worse than sitting in the stand and, and you know, thinking like, man, not having that confidence. That's if right. you shoot every week, you know, just take – make sure you go out there and shoot. 20 shots a week 
40, 50, 60 yards, whatever your, whatever your range, you know, whatever you're comfortable doing, build that confidence. There's, no, there's nothing more critical in sports and in work and in uh, and, and hunting than confidence. If you have confidence, you're already ahead of the guy or just a situation where, where you know, somebody doesn't have confidence. That's right. Well, what are you most thankful for, man? I mean, very, you know, basically echoing what James, you know, said yeah. is, you know, family. Um, you know, if you want to, you know, keep it hunting related, uh, I'm there. I'm 100. I'm most thankful for my father. Okay. That's right. And I don't want to, he's still here. And, you know, we do a lot of hunting and stuff together. You know, he's with me on my, my turkey bow hunt this year. And um, we doubled up. Um, we killed, he killed a giant bird and I killed a double beard and, um, we've shared so many hunts together and he is the only reason that I'm, I'm, I'm in hunting period. And, uh, we plant food plots together. We planted six acres of food plots on our place in Tennessee. And I mean, there's everything we do together. It's always a memory, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and yeah, and I, yeah, my dad, I'm as far as hunting related goes, I'm most thankful for my father and, and he is, um, the best example of what a father should be. And, and hopefully that, you know, I could be this, the same, you know, you know, a mirror image of that, or just, you know, maybe just a small percentage of what he was to me, you know, for my kids. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing that, man. James, Ben, thanks for coming on, man. We had a great time with you guys. Um, looking forward to seeing you. <laughs> Hope you guys come to Georgia. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. I mean, we're, I think James has hunted Georgia before. Uh, I don't know what his, exact experience was like but i think he had a pretty good time drink a lot of beers <laughs> <laughs> well and, and that's, the thing, that's the thing about the bow hunting league man we have a network and this guy straight up on the internet um in our group said hey anyone come hunt georgia i was on a plane on friday that's just how the bow hunting league's never met in person him and his wife put me up for three nights i mean fed me awesome met all his buddies had big bonfires every night had a blast watched georgia football together Good time. Northern or southern part of Georgia? Man, we were probably an hour east of Atlanta, right from the airport. So I'm You're right out there in Athens then. I can't even tell you the town I was in. You're probably close to Athens. Yeah, real close there, yeah. Yeah. And that's awesome. And and what you guys are bringing to the table, I'll I'll echo it again and again is a a positive vibe in the hunting world. It's a uh, it's a collective understanding of knowing what hunters go through on a day-to-day basis pre-season, during season, after season, off season, whatever. And I want everybody listening to know these guys aren't flashing glam. They've been building this thing since 2015. They've been working their tails off to make it what it is today. And what the Bow Hunting League brings to the table is an opportunity for anyone to enter a competition and not spend a dime out of their pocket and have a chance not only to harvest a deer that's going to be a deer on your wall regardless that you're going to be proud of but opportunity to win a prize but maybe get you out of your comfort zone and go to another state and and build those relationships and to me that's what this podcast is all about for us we don't we don't care what we do with it other than build those relationships and continue to grow them and what we're seeing come from the bow hunting league is nothing more than stellar and what we're excited to, to be able to get behind in any way shape or form that we can i hope we can get a few more teams signed up you know those other podcasts are kicking our tail right now nick and uh and getting teams signed up so we definitely gotta gotta represent for the georgia boys oh, and- I- 
I've done made a note over here. We're about to go live on Instagram. You're about to get that mouth of rolling. Oh, oh, you better go get me another one of these bush lights and let me talk a little more. So, Ben, yeah. James, thank y'all so much for coming on the show, and uh, we look forward to seeing what's coming in the future. And, uh, hey, guys, we're excited. We're jacked up. We pumped up like a basketball. We're ready to get it going for you. Get get on there, guys. Get on bowhuntingleague.com. Sign your team up. Women youth we have prizes for you guys too you get a free decal hop on the store order your free decal sign your team up let's get it done any other sponsors that you want to shout out to ben i know you got, got a long so list <laughs> i've got so many and i you know to be honest with you i don't want to start running through them and and please let forget somebody uh we we're constantly trying to do cross promotion and give guys shout outs on the on the social media and uh but yeah i mean i do i've got a whole list it'd be like what you know the that old nascar interviews you know after you win and i'd like to thank pepsi and all these things you know but we you know but we uh we've got a lot and we do a lot of cross promotion of so if somebody's interested in sponsoring a weekly big buck or something like that it doesn't matter what kind of product you have um if you want to support us we'll help support you that's awesome well as i said guys we can't thank you enough for coming on the show and uh you you ain't gonna have to worry about hearing from me, Ben. I'm gonna be calling you. I'm gonna pester the hell out of you in the future, just for just for talking, man. Hey, we could probably throw that uh, sponsorship in there for that smallest buck kid. We could probably interview him on the podcast. There you go. Oh, he probably come from Georgia, if I'm guessing. We got a lot of buddies that like to shoot some little deer. So, hey, I I just want to let you guys know before we get off here. I absolutely love your background. I oh. can't think of a more beautiful background that you could have than that than that flag right there. Thank Nick's, you, man. Nick's had that hanging there since the beginning, right in here, and it'll it'll go if we uh, if we ever get our new studio fixed. It's going to be hanging there. Old, old Glory's going to fly loud and proud for us because uh, yeah. we're we're proud. It's, to, super, it's super important for us to remember that those that are deployed right now. That's right. You know, we we sit. You know, we're we're talking about deer hunting. We have the freedoms to do what we want to do: travel state to state. You know, own own guns, all kinds of stuff. All these freedoms we have. It wouldn't be possible without those deployed. And there's somebody really close to us right now that's deployed. And if if y'all could keep it, we have an unspoken prayer request for that. You just keep it going and keep remembering those that are deployed and and keep them in our prayers. Amen to that. Yep, yep. We've got buddies that are that are across the big pond and uh, continue to continue to defend what we get to enjoy on a day-to-day basis. It's all it's all fun and games for us and and at times Absolutely. for them they're they're getting to lay in the uh lay in the dirt and uh have to uh, have to sacrifice everything for us and we appreciate that very much. So thanks for thanks for bringing that up, Ben. Yep. All right, guys. Hey, we'll be talking to you soon. <laughs> Look for catch us on the thanks, catch us guys. on the flip. We can't wait for it, guys. Sounds good, guys. Enjoyed it. See all you, right. Man. Yes, sir. We'll talk soon. It was a good episode. It was an absolutely amazing episode. And you know, when we walked away from the bow hunting league booth that day, you and I had one regret and it was that we didn't buy us a hat. I know. And, it. uh, we gotta, we gotta support those guys. And is this episode dropping before, before, before we go to the, uh, outdoor blast? Yeah, it will. Yeah. Well, this I'll tell anybody, if anybody's listening to this, you better come down there. I hope Ben's there. Hope somebody can shake his hand. Cause he's, He's a good dude, man. Yep, I he's like him a lot. Yep, he is absolutely one of us. And if you haven't signed up for the Bow Hunting League, do me a favor and go over and uh, or get in touch with Nick or I and get your team signed up. If you don't have a team, reach out to us. I promise we could probably put you together with somebody. 
and we could get a group of guys together to get in there under talk about it outdoors. We'd love to be a uh, we'd love to be a representative of the bow hunting league. And uh, man, I'm I'm excited to see what the future holds for those guys because, as you said, meeting meeting James, that's the first time we've got a chance to really talk with him, and uh, he's bringing something to the table from the uh, from the Texas state, the, the the big boys down there that. Uh, I'm gonna hit old James up since see if he's got old turkey hunting spot. There you go. Hey, I mean, and and I think those opportunities for anyone are able to build, and that's what the bow hunting league is all about. It's not a contest. It's mm-hmm. a, it's a. I think it's. I think it's probably it's being perceived as a as a contest, but it needs to be perceived as a friendship and a relationship builder for anyone that wanted to get into it. So, it's a big family. That's, that's right. all this outdoors is. Oh, gosh, ain't it crazy how much we keep building on that? It is unreal, and it doesn't matter if we're talking to somebody that's never uh, never really hunted out of state or never been able to harvest a big deer or a big turkey or whatever it may be. Those opportunities are just endless and aboundful for, for anybody to go out and do their thing, and it's it's just so cool, man. I think it's great. We're going up on, coming up on 60 episodes, old buddy. Ain't going to be long. We've been working hard, and uh, you know, like I said all along, I appreciate this journey that you and I are on together. Hey, we've we've been knowing each other for a long time. We've been podcasting now for almost a year. We've talked more crap to one another in the last year than we have in the last twenty that we've known one another, and I wouldn't have it any other way. So our uh, podcast is growing like our buck fever seed is. Man, gosh, Plug get that in there, yeah, <laughs> buck fever seed company. We uh, we got some great <laughs> things coming with Mr. Jeff and. Uh, our buddies over at uh, Southeast Wildlife Innovations, we can't wait to see them at uh, the grand of all Georgia shows, the GON Outdoor Blast. There's going to be some amazing stuff come from that. Gosh, I can't wait to see everybody. So if you haven't got your tickets, go online and get them. You can probably get them a little cheaper. I know that's the way the Alabama yep. show was. And, uh, hey, come by and see us and talk a while. Pull up a chair and sit a while, <laughs> like we like to say. So for everybody here at Talk About It Outdoors, we want to thank you for following along with us. Thank you for supporting us and everything that we do. If you got any questions, comments, concerns, he'll send those concerns to Nick because he vets those well before he sends them over to me. I might get a little hasty. So, But we sure appreciate you being here again and uh, hanging out with us. And uh, take, us into, take us into next time. And uh, remember, smile as you go. And don't forget, mouth the memories. <laughs>